if he's made good progress of 300 milligrams of test but had some estrogen sensitivity, mm -hmm. then there's no reason he's not going to make good progress of repeating 300 milligram of test. He's now got the extra androgen DHT from Primo, but he's also got the added estrogen management from Primo as well. So it kills two birds with one stone. He increases his overall androgen load, higher DHT, some estrogen management. So he should, on, on the theory of it, on paper, he should actually have a, a nicely productive cycle of that. Welcome to 2023 and welcome to the next episode of Drugs and Stuff. Today, Dave and I are hanging out while he sits on a Jamaican beach. We keep this one short because, well, he's still on vacation, but next week we will be back to normal. So if you guys want to take part in the next show, then comment below all your comments, likes, all that stuff. It helps to boost us in the algorithm. You guys have been doing a hell of a job with that. We're at 21,000 subscribers now. If you guys are new to our content, let me encourage you to subscribe. We have several bodybuilding podcasts that come out each week. Tons of education and entertainment from IBB pros, experienced coaches, and educators in our industry. We're all here to help you do better at the sport that we love. Stay healthier and, you know, have some fun. Pass your work day or whatever else you're doing while you listen to the shows. We're also available on audio. We're getting like 120,000 downloads per month, which absolutely blows my mind. You know, it's so cool. Plus, we're at about 21K here. So the show's doing really good, and it is all thanks to you. So this is my thanks to you guys. I really appreciate you. I've got timestamps below if you want to skip around today. We cover a bunch of stuff related to training. And then our last question does cover drugs. Uh, the question was, what should I do for my next cycle? So we dig into that. We dig into a bunch more. We have some fun. Leave questions for the next episode. Let's get to this thing going. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland, live from Jamaica. <laughs> I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by TrueNutrition.com. Uh, hit me up if you have any questions about any of their flavors or any of their supplements. Use our code THINK for additional savings. We're brought to you by Strom Sports Nutrition for those of you in the UK. And for those of you in Canada, we're brought to you by SupplementSource.ca. We're also brought to you by Eval Blood Analysis. Go to Eval. Uh, evalbloodanalysis.com. Is that right, Dave? I haven't said that in a while. Yeah. What's up, man? Where you at? Ain't a wise <laughs> What's going on? So I am sat on the balcony. I am sat on the balcony and I am looking. I don't know if you can see because I can't get my camera angles right. Holy shit. There you go. That water looks so beautiful, man. The it, mountains. It's actually the, the season. The sea's a bit rough today. It's apparently there's been some tectonic plate action off the coast of America that has caused our waves to grow. Other than that, the last week and a half, it's just been flat. You're looking kind of rosy. You're looking kind of like you got a little sun there, Dave. A little bit, yeah. What does this say here? Scott Stevenson's with us. He says, Jamaican me crazy. The Chris Kringle of drugs and stuff is on the beach. <laughs> Welcome, Scott. And what's up, everybody else hanging out with us on the live stream here at the Think Big group. Uh, we just wanted to get together and say, hey, first episode of drugs and stuff. We don't have a lot planned. I do have a handful of questions, but mostly I just wanted to, to take a minute to catch up with Dave and see how his vacation's been going. It sounds like you've been having a lot of fun, man. I've been keeping up with your posts on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't put. We've been all over, but I haven't taken my phone with me when we've been anywhere. I've just left it in the hotel room. I mean, to be quite honest, it's just nice to get away 
And I know this sounds awful, but it's just nice to get away from people asking questions all the time. Ooh, well. Um, and, no, and I don't mean it, no. I don't mean it nasty. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love helping people. I, I genuinely do. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. But sure. it is nice to be able to switch off and, and just have silence for a few hours. <laughs> you seem more relaxed today. You seem like, I can tell, you're lighter. Your energy is lighter. Yeah, no, it's, it's been good. I mean, I'm, it's the last full day today. We travel back tomorrow evening. I'm, I'm ready to come home. I have enjoyed it. It's been good. Um, but I'm ready to get stuck into the new year and get stuck back into work. Got loads and loads of plans for next year. So uh, yeah. it, I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited about a few things. Nice. And I, I need to get this last £40 off as well. So you're still you're still on that drive with dieting. I mean, I know you're at an all inclusive resort I, right now, so you're probably enjoying yourself this week. But I, I've actually put if the scales here because they actually have a set of scales in the in the hotel room. Yeah. Um, if the scales are right, I so my lowest before I came was twenty two stone seven, which is two two thirteen two fourteen. Kilo. Sorry, three thirteen, three fourteen. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, and and I'm I'm three eighteen. Okay, that's not bad at all. Plus, you're you're active too. Like you no. guys went riding on quads and stuff like that. So, fucking, my legs are sore from riding those quads yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, man. I bet. Well, listen. Um, I just wanted to run through a few questions with you. Mainly, like I said, uh, we haven't had a consistent episode of drugs and stuff for a minute because. Uh, you went ahead and, and had all sorts of health stuff going on. You caught the flu while you're there, by the way. How's that going? You better from that yet? Heart attack between friends. <laughs> how, how, you, still, you, you got sick. You got the lurgy right before you left. So how's that going? Yeah, it just got rid of it literally the last two days. Okay. Okay. Well, we won't take up much of your time. I'm not felt, right? not felt ill, just coughing a lot but it's fine the air conditioning isn't helping but yeah, yeah the last two days it's finally gone you guys don't do a lot of air conditioning in england though like this is jamaica no. you got to run no, that it's, air no, it's man not I'm it's is it hot there it, it's 29 30 degrees consistently every okay. day and how's the coffee it's good coffee did you get any jamaican blue mountain coffee to take home with you I will. I haven't got any yet, but I am getting some. Good. I'm picking some up. I haven't had. To, it's a four-hour drive to get to the Blue Mountains, so rather than spend, I just decided I'll pick it up from the airport on the way home. <laughs> Brandon says Dave is starting to turn into a tomato to match the cabbage. Tomato, Scott. Tomato. You ignorant uh, shit. How do you say potato? Potato. So you don't say potato. Potato Wait. and tomato. Look, it's not my fault you can't speak English. I'm surrounded by you lot at the moment. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of U.S. people there, isn't there? A lot of Americans. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> tell them I said hi. Tell my people I say hello. Tell them that you know. Tell them you know me. That'll give you an inside track with the Americans. They'll they'll accept you. I'll, I'll try that. I'll say I'm friends with Scott. Do you know him? He lives in America. All right. Well, listen, we have a few questions that I've gathered together, and these are mostly from the people over at Patreon. And Dave Harnett wanted to know about your training style. We And actually, when he posted this question, we had other people back it up. 
and we're like, yeah, I want to hear about this too. Dave has a good question. Dave Harnett, that is. So I'm going to start out with this one. He says, uh, <clears throat> let's see. He says, I enjoy when Dave talks about training. What was Dave's favorite training style composed of? Um, was it a basic old school split? Heavy on the compounds and needed uh, with needed accessories, or did he follow some other particular method like push pull legs? I know we've talked about this before, but a lot of people probably haven't heard it. I hate push pull legs. I think it's the worst split ever fucking invented. I like push pull legs, man. I don't eat shit. Absolutely shit. If you're training quads correctly, you cannot do hamstrings and calves on the same day. Just it's not happening. I hear you, but what I would do is I would do quads. Right, I would do quads on one leg day and then hams on the other. So, so my favorite quads, split push pull hams. I, I've always gone lowish volume, high frequency. Yeah. So, my split was always chest tries, hamstrings, back shoulders, calves, quads, buys, and abs. Wait, you just said that all in one slew. I'm confused now. I know. So chest, triceps, and hamstrings. Okay. Back, shoulders, and calves, which is a brutal workout. And then thighs, quads, and abs. Okay. I, c I guess I could see that. I guess I could see that. And the reason I've always split legs is because I, I genuinely, honestly found I couldn't generate enough intensity to justify all three lower body parts yeah. in one workout yeah <coughs> I can when i trained that. quads properly there was no way hamstrings <coughs> were done properly when i trained hamstring properly there was no way quads were going to be done properly there was always something suffered how many plates did you use to so squat i've seen pictures but remind me my best squat was I saw pictures of these. Yeah, I think my best squat was... Oh, what would it be in kilos? Well, how many plates? Hang on. Seven and a half side. Seven and a half plates for, for a squat. For one rep or what? No, no, sets. Okay, yeah. That's some fucking weight, man. I don't care how heavy you were at the time. That's still like going on like twice your body weight. To be honest, weight. I wasn't... I, I wasn't as good in my squatting at my heaviest. I was I was a better squatter when I was a bit lighter. Oh, that makes sense. Better like cardio conditioning um, and stuff. Leg press, I was very strong. Uh, being up as high as eight hundred kilo on leg press. Yeah. Um, but I was always a strong leg presser anyway. Uh, my levers, I've got quite short leg levers, so biomechanically, I sit well with a leg press better than I do with a squat because I've got a long torso. Which is why I'm shit at deadlifting. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> well, listen, um, Jason, this is like a follow-up to that. Jason had said, um, I want to second Dave Harnett. Dave Crossland was as big and strong as it gets. I would love to know more about his training style and, more importantly, his favorite movements. What were your favorite movements? So, my actual style, I, I was, I'm not a fan of, big volume sets. I get bored. Okay. Um, so I, I tend to do a rep tempo, a couple of higher sets, sort of 12, 10 reps to warm up, and then I drop very quickly into a sort of six rep range. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll go up every every set with weight till I hit my max weight, where I'll have sort of a minimum of four, maximum of six. If I hit six next time, the weight goes up. And then I'd pull that weight back a little bit and do an AMRAP-style set to finish. But my tempo was always quite controlled. So I would you're still probably talking about a one-and-a-half-second up, one-and-a-half-second down maybe even two second down tempo. So it was always a relatively controlled rep. My attitude towards rep tempo and control was that I should be able to at any point stop the rep and go in the opposite direction at a fine point. There was no point where I couldn't stop and restart. It wasn't just so there was falling. no momentum for yeah. rep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was very conscious of being slow on my changes of direction. yeah. So from lockout to release was very controlled and slower than the last hour. And from the bottom point to, to return was a very slow change of direction. Yeah. Um, I used to do some cheat rep work and I, I would I would break new weights with looser form and then I'd tighten that form up with that weight and then I'd break new weight with looser form, particularly with exercises like bent of a rope. Mm. You know, it, it, it's not the easiest exercise to progress weight-wise unless you loosen form a little bit to get into those new weights. Yeah. Uh, favorite exercises? I don't suppose. I suppose really favorite exercises are the ones that we excel at. Yeah, they really usually um, are, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I enjoyed most exercises. What what I hated was deadlift because I was absolutely shit at it, and I got nothing from it. Okay. I'm a very feel exerciser, so I want to feel the load in the muscle I'm trying to hit. Yeah. And I struggled with that with deadlift. And I struggled to move any confident weight with that. I mean, this is my best deadlift is seven plates for a double. That's still a lot is, of weight, It's not man. impressive. Yeah, but when you consider my size and you consider I was bent over rowing six plates for sets of four with no belt. Okay. So when you look at it that way, you know, my deadlift was piss poor. <laughs> yeah, and you're getting sets of squat. You're getting sets with seven and a half plates on squats, more than two, you know. That's yeah, the- my, my deadlift has always been poor. It's just not an exercise I've ever got on very well with. Um, I was strong, pull downs, 500 pound plus. Jesus. Uh, shoulder presses. Shoulders I was very strong with, so I, I do... Five plate behind the neck for sets. <laughs> um, I do seated strict side lateral raises with ninety five pound dumbbells. Wow, is that the if way I was you have? And I'd push them up to one. Do you have your clients train like that? Like I know that you know, like you work I, with I, Walter. I tend to use. Ooh, I still ooh. tend to use the same split. Which I I met Walter at the Olympia. By the way, we got a picture together. Really nice yeah. guy. He told me that you said to like hit me or be mean to me or something, which he didn't do, thankfully, because he would have just squashed me. He's huge. Well, now, right. I'll, you know? I'll punish him in his training, then he's going to get some horrible drop sets to deal with, seeing yeah. as he didn't do that. Do you have Walter do stuff like that? The basic structure of the three-day split is the same. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I, and I, what I tend to do is I start people there – I do a lot of TUT work with people to start with because I want them to learn to feel the movements. I want them to learn to understand what engagement feels like, what the muscle link feels like. Yeah. Because a lot of people genuinely just don't know what it feels like to fully activate their lap. Sure. Absolutely. You know, they'll feel it in their upper back, but they won't feel it in their lap. 
Yeah. So I spend some time getting them to learn the feel, to learn to engage. And then once they get that, then we'll start focusing on a bit more strength and power and pushing load. Yeah. But I've always been a very instinctive trainer. So I never had scheduled D load weeks, never had scheduled this, that, or the other. Um, I'd just go by how I felt. And if my performance started to dop in the gym, I'd assess what was going on. And if there was an obvious reason, I'd address it. If there wasn't, I'd monitor it. If it continued to regress, then I'd take some time off. Yeah. But generally speaking, it wasn't very often. I find most people are capable of much more training than they realize. They just generally fail to either eat enough to recover or rest enough to recover. But it's not actually the training that's the problem. Yeah. It's the rest of the lifestyle that's the problem. Uh, and most of us are actually capable of doing much more in the gym than we realize in the point of frequency and how often we can hit a trained body part. I mean, there's loads and loads of times I'd train a body part that was still sore from the session before. Yeah. And it progressively got stronger. Uh, but despite everything, I was always very conscious of how the movement felt. If I wasn't feeling it, then I wasn't doing it. That makes and sense. And sometimes that just might be a bad day, you know, and one exercise that would normally be good, be good for me was terrible. Bench press. I struggled with bench press for years, and it wasn't until I started benching more than four plates aside that I actually started to feel bench press in my chest. No kidding. Prior to that, it was always dealt. So I did a lot, a lot of flying and pre-exhaustion work before I bench for years. Yeah, I did too early Just on. so I could generate some feeling in my back. Yeah. Uh, before my pec tear, my chest wasn't bad, but post-pec tear, my chest was terrible, and it was terrible then for pretty much the rest of my training. Uh, were you still strong in it, though? Like, even after the tear? Or yeah, five five bench with no left pec. Good God. Hey, we got we actually had a lot of training questions. What about this one then? Which we you already kind of answered it, but we would get a little more into the specifics. He said, uh, "Question for the next podcast: um, What are your guys' thoughts on frequency in a training plan? I see a lot of guys, especially naturals, doing more frequency versus enhanced guys. Is it because natties have to turn more stones over?" time uh, over time to get some gains what is optimal for growth four days five days um between hitting say muscle groups uh given the intensity in all in the sets i do is all the way up and volume is medium to lower ish i find myself um myself i think uh that every six days is too low of a frequency and don't see benefit from growing four to five days uh, in between to six to seven days. So I guess he's just getting at, you know, how, how often do you think hitting a body part is good then? I, I think it's down to the individual. Um, I, I've be, always been a great believer in, in base it on results rather than base it on what you feel. So, you know, if you're going into the next session and you're feeling completely recovered and almost a little bit flat in that muscle group, then I suggest that you probably need a greater frequency. I don't think there's any difference between the frequency for a natural or the frequency for an assisted. Because the difference is that when you're assisted, the intensity in the workout will be greater. Yeah, you'll be stronger. For a simple reason. Because you're stronger, yeah. You've got yeah. an increased contractile strength. 
So as a result, you lift more weight, you do more muscle damage, which the anabolics then help you recover faster and therefore you grow bigger, quicker, faster. It's quite simple chemistry. Um, with, with, with a natural state, you just won't have that extra intensity, so therefore you won't have that super pharmacological muscular damage that requires super pharmacological repair. Yeah. So I don't think you really need to alter the frequency, and I think the intensity will very much take care of itself based on your natural recovery. At the end of the day, if you're not progressing, progressing in the gym, and I think a lot of this came off the back of Dorian and, and Mike Menzer and, and that sort of hit profile, people automatically assume was they were recovering. When in fact, I think with most people, it's not that they're not recovering. It's that they're not training frequently enough or generating enough intensity to make that muscle grow. I'd agree. If you can't generate the intensity, which is difficult to do, and I've met very few people who can genuinely train proper hit. Proper hit is very hard to do, and it's yeah. very mentally demanding. Yeah. So if you can't generate that, then you need to add a bit more volume. Agreed. So my training was hit-esque but with more volume because I couldn't generate that amount of intensity. Yeah. Um, not week in, week out. Um, so I think most people actually train too little. Don't try, It's not a case of training too much. I think what people do, they don't eat enough quality nutrition or they don't get enough downtime yeah. in the sense of true relaxation. You know, work's still stressful, family life's too stressful sleep quality is poor and i think that's where the problem lies agreed the, the muscular recovery is potentially quite quick but the central nervous system recovery and those side of other things which is more effective from life stresses potentially not as much but i think yeah with most people they could actually stand to train more frequently than they realize i mean yeah. the best way is just to do it and, see, and, and if yeah. you see you're progressing it's working if you're not progressing Assess it and see what else you may need to look at. I would add too. I, mean, I think the difficult thing is being honest with yourself. You know, you speak to most people and they'll say, "Oh, I train hard." Yeah. But do you really? Do have you? Are you? And I would recommend that people get as much opportunity and take every opportunity they can to train with other people who they view as training hard. Agreed. So they have a little bit of a benchmark or, or, you know, a precedent to balance themselves against. I totally agree with that. And I yeah. would always look to train with people that I viewed that trained harder than me. Yeah. Because you you learn all the time with people like that. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And I was going to add, too, um, you know, as far as frequency goes, it, not only is that going to be individual, uh, it's going to change as you progress you know i found that yeah. the harder i had been able to push the more time that i actually needed you know so i could start out with literally a push pull legs plan training six days a week at the very beginning of that hitting everything twice um as i would move on it would quickly go to five days eventually to four days and at my ultimate strongest I literally had to pull it back to three days. I literally was training like one day and then taking yep. two days off. But that that was at the very end when I was at my absolute strongest. And I knew that, hey, 
I could go back in and train this body part today, but if I had one more day off, I know that I could break what I had done before. And it took that extra time. You know, I think that it, that you really do have to listen to your body and be willing to make those adjustments on the fly, which doesn't always, uh, it doesn't always um, line up with your life because it's nice to be able to say, Hey, it's yeah. Monday, it's chest day, you know, but when you can get over that, and you can you can uh, train on the days think, that are best for you. I think that's where we end up getting the best progress, personally. I think the other problem is, is well, I enjoyed training, so I wanted yeah. to train. Absolutely. So even though I would probably actually, towards the end, I would probably actually have progressed better by training less. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoy training that frequently. I wanted to train that frequently. So I mean, I've got a client at the moment. He's he's a big boy. You've met Charlie, Mass Monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. Big orange jumpsuit guy. Big dude. Um, Big dude. Really nice fellow, He's down to three days a week now. Okay. You know, when we started, he was training six, and then he went to five, then he went yep. to four. He's now training three days a week. And I bet he's, and he's strong growing, as hell. Yeah, he's growing more now, well, as, as progressive as he's ever done. Yeah. But it's been something that he's had to develop into. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they look at what this pro does or what that successful bodybuilder does, and they try to emulate them, but that isn't them at that point. Yeah. You've got to sort of go through the apprenticeship and, and learn what works for you. Yeah. And, and then adapt that. And I say the more experience, the more people you train with, the more different training techniques you get the opportunity to experience, the bigger toolbox you have with which to dig into to what works for you. And, and sometimes it's you change your training style because you're working around injury right? or because you're on vacation or holiday or, or because you've got limited days that week. But the more experience you have, the more things you can adapt and use to get where you want to get around the circumstances you're experiencing. All right. We've got one more here for us. Cause like I said, we're going to keep this short, let you get back to your vacation. You said lunch is going to be served pretty soon. Um, so this show is called drugs and stuff so far. We've done a lot of the stuff. And so let's get to a little bit of drugs. This is a question that we have tackled before, but it's been a little while now. So, uh, it was actually the topic, main topic of one of our episodes, Jake. Uh, and once again, this is from Patreon. He says, um, uh, looking for your thoughts for a second cycle for bulking. First cycle was 300 milligrams of test E per week. With daily injections, I already noticed sensitive nipples. I have minor gyno from my teens. Would 500 milligrams of test with AIs or 300 milligrams of test with 200 milligrams of Primo work best to maximize growth for a 12 to 16 week cycle? He's 30 years old, 13 plus years training. He's 100 kilograms at 14% body fat um, or at least I was before Christmas. Uh, LOL. Um, love the shows. Keep up the great work and happy new year. Happy new year to you too, Jake. What's a hundred kilograms in pounds, Dave? 220. 220. Okay. So he's 220. Uh, I think pound for milligram for milligram, the test only is probably going to gain the better results, but it's going to require more estrogen management. Where the test and primo, I suspect he'll need to have no estrogen management whatsoever. Yeah, I would agree that with test and primo, probably much less need for AI. 
at, what did you say, 300? Yeah, well, if he, if he managed 300 on its own and he was a little bit sensitive, then that 200 mega primo is going to bring his estrogen down a bit anyway. So that, that from an estrogen management point of view, is probably going to be a very sweet spot for him. I personally think from a pharmacological point of view, he'll get more out of 500 mega test, but he's going to have the suck it and see element of trying to dial in his estrogen management, which could, depending on his circumstances with availability of blood testing, et cetera, et cetera, be a bit difficult for him. So yeah. the, the test and Primo would definitely be the safer bet. I'd agree. Point of view of managing the cycle. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, and you know what? Um, if you were to mess up on that estrogen control and you were to just bury your estrogen with too much AI, I think that you could have a, you could have a negative experience on the cycle for that reason. You could have a negative yeah. experience on the cycle. If you end up getting gyno and having to stop shy, you know, and throws, throws everything yeah. off. Oh yeah. There's, 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 like I said, there's the, the, the test only daft as it sounds being a single compound yeah. for him with his estrogen management, it's going to be a much more complex scenario than just test and primo, which from what he said, he should have no issue with whatsoever running those two as that. Yeah. Do you feel like a test-only cycle that he did at 300 milligrams probably made some good progress with that? Do you feel like repeating that cycle with 200 milligrams of Primo in addition is going to be a, a big jump? Will that be – I feel like that's a, a very – it'll be like a small addition. I don't see 200 milligrams of Primo as being like a big game changer. No, but – if he's made good progress of 300 milligrams of test but had some estrogen sensitivity, mm -hmm. then there's no reason he's not going to make good progress of repeating 300 milligram of test. He's now got the extra androgen DHT from Primo, but he's also got the added estrogen management from Primo as well. So it kills two birds with one stone. He increases agree. his overall androgen load, higher DHT, some estrogen management. So he should. On, on the theory of it, on paper, he should actually have a, a nicely productive cycle of that. Yeah, but, I mean, because the reality is he could probably <coughs> make really good progress just doing 300 tests only again without increasing anything. So the yeah. 200 Primo, it's not a huge addition, but it will be more than it was before. And I mean, heck, man, these are these are real the low doses we're talking. He, yeah, it gives yeah. him the issue management that he was looking for off the back of his first cycle where he found a little bit of sensitivity. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think that'd be a great plan. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's... I think that Did might you have, have a good Christmas, Scott? You know, Victoria ended up getting sick at the Olympia. She ended up uh, catching the dreaded Everybody bug. Everybody got sick at the Olympia, didn't they? Yeah. She ended up catching the dreaded bug, though. And uh, thankfully, she was no longer contagious by Christmas Day. And uh, we were able to spend the day together, but we kept it real low key. We didn't see any family or anything just to help make sure it, that, you know, it, she didn't it's spread. It's not bring you any good shirts then. You still got that horrible thing. This shirt is a great shirt, Dave. And it's nice and warm this time of year because we had like a Arctic awesome. blizzard, man. <laughs> we had an Arctic blizzard. You need thermal clothing here. There's no question. It's very different. We're just you're you're you south can have of us right thermal now. clothing that looks nice, not several shades of shit brown. This is orange. These are oranges, Dave. There's a little brown, but there's that oranges. looks like shades of spectrum on the shit scale. <laughs> if your shit is this color, we need to get you to a doctor. All right, <laughs> that's that's all I gotta say about hey, that. That's after a good Indian, is that one? <laughs> <laughs> a little curry in there. 
All right. Well, we just wanted to get together, like I said, guys, do a quick little episode for you. Um, and, and just to say hi, uh, people have been missing you, Dave. We've been getting a lot of good feedback still. People saying they hope you're doing well. Um, we got a lot of nice comments I, I, here, too. I'm, I'm very well, thank you, everybody. I'm, I'm doing good, um, feel good. And uh, like I say normal service will be resumed next week. Good. Tez says, Merry Christmas, guys. Dave is looking rather slim in the face. I think you're pushing it at slim. Slimmer than I was, maybe. <laughs> slim, no. And I agree with Pete. Pete says Dave is looking very la- relaxed today. Not much anger this podcast. <laughs> no worry, we'll rectify that. When you get back home, I'm sure that you'll have a mountain of work to do. And uh, that'll that'll put you right back in your normal mood again. I don't think he's been too bad. To be honest, I've managed to keep on top. Apart from this week, I'm going to struggle with clients. But yeah. last week, I managed to keep on top of things quite well. Yeah. Well, okay, so you, you've got your last full day coming up here. Uh, what are you and the wife doing uh, between now and the time you leave? Like any any events or anything like that you're planning? No, we're, we're basically laying on the beach for today and tomorrow morning. Nice. Um, we, we're gonna, we, we leave for the airport, I think, about 20 past one tomorrow. Um, and then we fly about five o'clock Jamaican time in the evening and we arrive because of the time differences we arrive in Manchester about six thirty in the morning on on thir- Thursday. Okay. Okay. And then depending on how jet lagged I up will depend on whether I just gotta work that day and pick up as normal or I, I have Thursday off and, and just start making plans for moving forward from there. Nice man. Well I wish you guys a, a great remainder of your trip. I wish you guys uh, safe you travels much. home. Did, did Christmas Cabbage end up making it out? Uh, he joined me at the Olympia. No, he did not. Okay, then it must have been the snow. There was a lot of snow uh, through parts of the U.S. I think he might have missed a connection. I think he might have gotten stuck in Seattle for a little while. So he might just be flying straight home uh, and meeting you at Manchester then, I think. And you guys will drive home together. He had a great time. Walk. He had a great time at the Olympia, by the way. He uh, he enjoyed himself. He got to see Chris Bumstead uh, at Classic Physique. Uh, um, he watched prejudging. He had Chris the whole time, and he was excited. Like he was excited to be at a U.S. show, and he didn't get in any trouble, even though it was Vegas. Well, he would have met Steve as well. Yeah, he met Steve. He met Steve. He uh, he got you know had a lot of fun. He, he and Milos had a couple meetings. Uh, he. Uh, was backstage for a while. Well, I, I, I lost think track of him. With you then. I'm, I'm, I'm done with him. Travis Green. He's already gone. He tried so, to meet up with you. I thought that you he connected, so he must be lost somewhere no, in the U.S. right not, now. Not heard from him. Not seen from him. Uh oh, this could be done bad. This could be bad. He's probably already back home. Then I, I bet he's already back at your house. No, he's done. I'm done with him. I'm telling you, I'm done with him. <laughs> Well, I guess you guys will have to stay Next tuned. Next week to the- it will be Blues and Struff featuring Eval Octopus, no longer Christmas Carol. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have to stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks for tuning back in, everybody. We we hope you guys had a great 2022. We'll look forward to bringing a bunch more content to you for 2023 and for another episode of Drugs and Stuff with a rosy, jolly Dave Crossland. Coming to you from Jamaica, go to evalbloodanalysis.com. You get all your lab work done by Dave, but don't do it this week. Give him a week to like settle back in, all right? And uh, go to our sponsor, truenutrition.com. You can get a lot of great supplements there if you're in the U.S. Use our code THINK for additional savings. Strom Sports Nutrition for great supplements in the U.K. And supplementsource.ca for our Canadian folk. Dave Crossland. 
for another episode here. I hope you guys have a great episode and I or great trip, and I will see you soon, man. Speak soon, my friend. Take care now. Thank <laughs> you.